You are listening to Primal Radio, the podcast dedicated to combat sports, martial arts, self-defense, and the warrior mindset. And here are your hosts from Hamilton, New Jersey, Jim McCann, and London, England, Tom McGrath. I am here with Tom McGrath, the great Johnny Mac, and the infamous Lackaloy, uh, Miss Alana. Professor Alana will not be with us today. Uh, she's got stuff going on with the university. She uh, is an academic, and I don't know. She's doing some research, or who knows what the hell they do. Uh, uh, who knows? But some of her Princeton. and So she won't be in today, but she'll be sorely missed. But uh, God willing, we'll have her back next week because she uh, is the voice of reason <laughs> from our nonsense. So how's it going, guys? You guys are in Thailand? Uh, yeah. it's. Um, we basically had an opportunity last minute. Um, we were in, we were in Belgium uh, for, for the primal camp, yeah. and Lack and I both have been kind of doing our own thing, and we both had the opportunity at the same time to to, to go on holiday. And uh, Johnny said, "Look, you know, I'm going to be over there. I've got a house over there with the family. Come over, and we'll do a load of Muay Thai training." Nice. Um, and so we've basically been training every morning for a couple of hours. Then we like go and have a massage, eat some food, massage. Food. <laughs> it's, 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 it's been perfect. Careful, just Careful. what the doctor ordered. No happy ending massage. Uh, no, not yet. Not, <laughs> not yet. yet. Hopefully. Oh well, shit! You can get that here in Jersey, you know. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. But it's, it's been perfect, and, and the training's been amazing. Great. Like right. You, each morning you think, oh, do I want to get up and do this? And then, like, you know, you feel a million dollars off. You get motivated and you go ahead and kill it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's great. That's fun. awesome. That, that's great. That's a help. So when are you coming back? Um, Back in the UK on the 17th. The 17th. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is what day? So, uh, Tuesday. Okay. So ne- next week's show will be um, back from the usual. Okay, you will be in the UK. and London studio. <laughs> from the Primal Studio. We pay a lot of money for that studio, man. You've got to use it properly, you know. So Yeah, exactly. exactly. Right, right, right. have got right. a mortgage right. to pay on it. you got a mortgage. <laughs> yeah, we got bills to pay, buddy. we got sponsors, you know. But, hey, give, let yeah. me take care of, like, a, a little bit of business for, for a second. Um, you were listening to, obviously, you know, Primal Radio. We are on Saturday nights, 9 p.m., UK time, Saturday nights, 9 p.m. New York time on HamiltonRadio.net. We're on Spreaker Radio, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Sonos, YouTube, SoundCloud, and Amazon Alexa. So make sure if you check us out on any of those stations that you like it, share it. Um, we'll have it posted uh, later today uh, on Spreaker. Uh, uh, Gene will get it out. And, uh, you know, Tom, you got to do your recaps. Remember how you used to do the whole recap of every show? I don't think you've done that in a couple weeks, right? Do you know what I'm talking about? You listed every single show and what happened. Yeah, um, you look I, I, confused. I've been, ad- I've been advertising everything. We, we've, um, I'm trying to get things on a Stitcher, which has been a bit of a nightmare. But we we're on iTunes, and right. I've got um, a Facebook page. I'm, I've been posting stuff. I, I took a bit of a break for when um, you're in holiday. When you took your break. <laughs> <laughs> My break's over, um, brother. Yeah, it's you know we're we're, we're advertising and right. um, yeah, it's got to get look because we're on exactly. a good roll. I got to tell you, I've got a ton of feedback. I'll, you know, look, I want to recap last week a little bit. We talked about it. I shared 
um, kind of a little bit of a nightmare that I went through. But there's a little bit more to the story. Um, and I'll take only a couple of minutes. Um, but so last week was tough. I mean, because I came out of hell and I, I thought there were some things. But anyway, um, Asif uh, Nassim. I'm assuming he's a doctor of some kind, right? Asif is? That's, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He's a do- doctor over here. He's part of our group. Yeah, you know, um, he's a great guy. I've trained him. Yeah, yeah. Is he what, like a voodoo doctor? Or what kind of doctor is he, man? <laughs> just a regular... They just call a doctor. Because I, I thought I saw him with a doll and he was sticking needles in it or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah. no, okay, maybe that was just, you know, thing. But I, I've been speaking to him. So he gave me his, uh, you know, from what he understood sort of a diagnosis of what he thought um, might be affecting me. Uh, you know, because um, anyway, so what he thought it was, and, and by the way, I went and saw a, a shrink here, and this guy was fucking batshit crazy, uh, but he was really good. He looked like a clown. He had these crazy <laughs> pants. His hair was all over the place. Apparently, he's a famous artist, too. I walk in the office, sitting Indian style on the couch, you know, and uh, weird, but he was very good. Spoke to him for about a minute. Anyway, so it appears to be my mental disorder. Because, <laughs> you, as you know, every superhuman has probably, you know, Superman has kryptonite, you know, and <laughs> I have yeah. this this issue, right? So um, 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 apparently it is bipolar uh, affective disorder type 1, all right? And apparently what this is is this is the worst kind of bipolar that you can have. Uh, so what happens for me and it's been happening for years, but I've managed to somehow keep it under control, is you have huge manic episodes. That's what would allow me to work eight. I mean, there's been tragedy in my life. But by honestly, honestly um, that had nothing to do with me going off. Uh, it would have happened if I won the lottery. It doesn't matter. I'm fucked up. <laughs> Great thing about being crazy is you're the last one to know, you know? And uh, so uh, um, I would have huge manic episodes. It could be a year. You know, working literally, as you said, 18-hour days, sleeping two hours, doing it again, doing it, never fatigued, never tired, right? Which is great. It's a great superpower, right? (laughs) But at some point in time, like I drive off the cliff and you fall into the depths of hell and you become very uh, suicidal. You become very depressed. You close, as I just said last week, I don't want to ever, you know, you cut out the world, you know, um... And it's beyond my control. So no matter how good things or how bad things are going, this is only going to get worse. And so the, the, uh, the, the shrink here um, uh, agreed with Asif, who's been, like I said, a tremendous help. And I really want to thank him personally um, for, for helping me out with that because it kind of gives you some, hey, look, if you don't know what the fucking problem is, how are you going to solve it? You know? Yeah. You, you, I, I think with, with, with Asif, he, he'd listen to the show. Right. Uh, and he wouldn't, he, he's, he contacted me in Thailand and said, you know, look, <laughs> I, I'd, I'd really like to speak to me. And, and you know, um, because he, from listening what you'd said, and you'd been very honest, you'd been very frank about right. what was going on, that, you know, he, he could, he could formulate an opinion on what, what the issue was. And he did. And without you having done that and taken those steps that, um, he wouldn't have been able to do so. And that's right. obviously kicked right. off a chain of, um, actions on your side. Right. Right. And it's been, look, it's been great. So anyway, so when saw the strength that he prescribed some medication, which I, 
I put into the pharmacy. It's it's much more complicated here. It's it's a nightmare. Um, so I have to pick that up. And I yeah, supposedly uh, there's no side effects. So this means it means I'll still be able to get a boner, <laughs> which is always a positive. <laughs> You know, you know, why live if you can't have a boner, you know, you can't even rub one out, you know, so, uh, you know, <laughs> that would be a shame, won't you think? Um, so it doesn't affect that, doesn't affect uh, anything like that. As of now, there's no side effects on it that they've discovered. Who knows? I'm sure I'll discover it if there are any. I'm going to be on the lowest dosage of whatever the medication is. And uh, and if we need, I'm going back to see, uh, you know, uh, the crazy doctor in a month and, and uh and see where it lies, see what happens. Now, it's going to take a couple of weeks for this to kind of get in, you know. But outside yeah. of that, I feel pretty goddamn great. I, I went back to work, I think, Tuesday, you know, after quitting drinking like four days earlier and vomiting and shaking. I'd say, fuck it, I'm going in. Pardon me. And I, uh, I've i been teaching and working 10, 12-hour days just because that's what's required, uh, which is no problem. Matter of fact, in the gym last night, we had 60 boxers. I mean, it is goddamn jamming. Um, uh, we're doing great. I got five, uh, honestly, I got five fighters fighting in the jail. I was going for the junior Olympics. Uh, scrap will go to the nationals. I have uh, another one, JR, who might go to the nationals. Um, so our team is great. I mean, it's just, I, it'd been great. And on the side note, every single one of my students was fantastic. Um, everyone stepped up to the plate to help out while I was gone. Uh, everyone really sincerely missed me for whatever reason. People seem to think uh, I know what I'm talking about, and uh, that it's it's just been great. And I was completely honest with them. Uh, there's a lot of power in being brutally honest. Uh, it leaves you vulnerable, but people either get it or they don't. You know, you know, you, I uh, I felt you know I I fell hard, uh, and I guess it was beyond my control because I've had this thing going on in my life for a lot of years and completely untaken care of. You know, and. Uh, I've taken the steps to do that, and I feel pretty goddamn good, uh, to be brutally honest. So, so look at looking back on last last week. Um, yeah, you, you, you've had a you've had a week to reflect on probably the right. most open, honest you've you've probably ever been about every, everything that's been right. going on with you. Yeah, um, and you've probably had some feedback as I have. Um, oh yeah. So what what's your position on it now? Having you know having done that show and been been so. Frank. What position do I have on it? Yeah, how, how do you, looking back on having done that, what, what, how I thought it was the best thing I could have ever done in my life. Great. I just, hey, look, fuck it. Who gives a shit? You know, um, really, um, I, I've been this way for a while, but I'm super empowered now. I, uh, Wayne Dyer, Dr. Wayne Dyer, I don't know if you know who he is. He's like the American Deepak Chopra. <laughs> he passed away a couple years ago, but he was actually very good friends with Deepak Chopra. And he said, I'm free of the good opinion of other people. And that's yeah. really powerful. You know, and that's not to say that you, I mean, you want people to like you and you want to please people and blah, blah, blah. But I really don't give a fuck. You know, I have mm. to take care of me. I've got to take care of my family. And uh, and I work my balls off to make that happen. You know, I, I, no one works harder <laughs> on the planet. You know, I can tell you. Well, I know you don't give a fuck, but um, it's been very well received by our listeners. Um, oh no, no, I, I, I absolutely. There's, there's been a lot of uh, a good sort of uh, I like to call it fan mail. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like people, people have reached out, and it was a really nice uh, email that Alana sent on from uh, 
uh, the guy who services her car, who's, who's a right. big fan of the show, mm-hmm. he's emailed us a couple of times, um, and, and a lot of a lot of people referring to how strong you are to have done it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, so, uh, and I think you know, whilst whilst there is a lot of concern, a lot of people caring, and all that kind yeah, of thing, no, I think, it's, I think it's great. people found it quite inspiring. How right, you know, best you were able to be. Right. You come, you come from a spot when you're in that dark place, thinking that, you know, uh, for a long time that no one gives a shit, you know, about you, and that you really just don't matter. And it turns out, I guess I do. Yeah, uh, you know, I and uh, I know in my life, I've, you know, I am able to, you know, a lot of times when you're a martial arts instructor, you're like, you know, who Doctor Phil is. <laughs> you know who he is now. Yeah, 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 Dr. Phil, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so like a lot we of people... have pe- all of those guys, all the right. shows. Right, so the- a lot yeah. of people will share a lot of shit with you, you know, and I, I mean, I've, I've gotten people off of drugs, I've, I've helped people you know, financially, a whole bunch of things I've done, which I don't really talk about. Um, and then, um, uh, so I guess at some level it does matter, but it, if some reason, because maybe I was in such pain <laughs> that I really could empathize and really understand what they were going through. You know, really feel what they yeah. were doing. So that you know, that was good. But anyway, hey, enough of that bullshit. Um, uh, I've moved on. I feel great. I've been working out, not hard. Um, uh, little yoga, um, meditation, little TRX, trying to get my strength back. Um, and uh, and slowly but surely, hopefully next week, I'm going to start fighting again, <laughs> so I can get back on the mat. We got a big seminar at Snake Pit, a coach's clinic this weekend. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to participate or not, but uh, we got a bunch of people coming in for that. Um, our just on a side note, our April 28th um, MMA show got canceled, and the reason that got canceled was uh, we had hired a matchmaker, and, and he unfortunately didn't do all the paperwork that was required. There's a whole bunch of shit behind the scenes. It's more than me matching you up with Johnny Mac to fight. There's paperwork, blood work, blah blah blah, licensing. None of that shit got done. And as a result, we, I had to cancel the show. So our next MMA show is set for, uh, I believe, August. Um, in the interim, probably June, I'm going to do a boxing show. Um, our last boxing show had 500 people. So, uh, which yeah, is a, nice. ton, a ton of people. It was a great, and we'll, we'll mm. fill it like that again. But anyway, uh, enough about me. <laughs> uh, the world's probably sick about hearing about this shit. Um, you know, but uh, there's a great, anyway, great little quote by, you know, you know who Henry Rollins is? Henry Rollins used to support, he's a, a musician. He played for Black Flag and was a solo musician. I worked for him as a, uh, for a while in many of his shows. Hey, do you guys know who he is? Uh, sorry, there's a slightly bad line. We, we, Henry we, we, Rollins. Do you know who Henry Rollins is? No. Oh, okay. Well, he's, he, you look him up. He's a rather interesting guy, but he has a great quote. He says, you need a little bit of insanity to do great things. <laughs> and I just thought that was an interesting quote. But he, look him up. He's a, a pretty interesting character. Enough of that shit. All right, here's what I want to talk about, unless you have something else you want to cover. It's along your agenda. I read your agenda. so it's- Yeah, so, so, so one of the things that, that um, I wanted to talk about, and uh, Deet has kind of push, pushed me on to doing this, right. a bit of advertising, but... Um, we had the primal camp in yep. Belgium uh, uh, circa two weeks ago. Yep. Um, you were unable to attend, uh, as was outlined in, in last week's show. Um, right. But it, the, the, the event was still a big success. I mean, yeah, right. Deuter actually was I pretty think, 
Go ahead, I'll tell you. Yeah, you, you were clearly a big draw for the show. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that did result in quite quite big numbers. I think there's about 50 people there. Nice. People from Wales, England, Belgium, Holland, right. I think possibly Italy and Ireland. Um, and uh, I think Dieter, I think you would have been very proud of Dieter in that he was sort of uh, uh, able to sort of step up a bit and... Right. Um, run the whole show and we, we covered a range of stuff so we, we did we did some stick knife boxing uh various bits of kickboxing k1 style stuff and yeah, yeah. um a lot of combatives uh takedowns cool. um uh ground strategies and uh, uh kind of trying to avoid going to ground etc etc and then throwing knives and sticks into those sort of scenarios so it was, it was a kind of packed agenda Great. pretty hardcore training nice uh and uh yeah a real tribute to Dieter and I, I guess the message for our listeners is uh Dieter's very keen for this to continue to be an annual event right. um uh be it in probably in Belgium I guess but maybe we can start moving it around Europe a bit and um uh hopefully you'll be at the next one and uh, I hope so bigger. well let me say something about Dieter so I met Dieter um uh, 10 years ago I bet you um, I guess I met him. There was another gentleman in Belgium who brought me out <clears throat> and Dieter showed up at the seminar and I kind of hit it off with him and I saw, you know, he was <clears throat> a young, you know, ambitious, uh, guy, you know, you know, he wasn't as talented as he is now, as we, as you know, as we go along, we get better and better. Right. And I saw that in him. So I believed in him and I, um, you know, I, I helped guide him and direct him and tell, you know, whatever you call yeah. it, like a godfather <laughs> to help him get where he needed to go. Um, because no one was giving him that break, you know, and, uh, and he's super talented. He's really proven, uh, that he's worth it. And that he is a star in this business and really quite honestly, me not being there allowed him to be the headliner instead of being a sidekick. Yes. And that's important. You know, I started out as, and I still look, if I work with Hawker Tackett, I consider myself, they're sidekicks, mm. you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, because they're my upline. You know, we all have an upline or Dennis Blue or someone like that. Um, yeah. A- and uh, and that was good, as I believe in you, too. I don't remember, like, if you remember, like, the same thing, by the way. I, I don't, there were issues in politics involved in uh, the JKD world over there where you just weren't getting where you were supposed to be getting. Am yeah. I, or I yeah. don't know if you want yeah. you okay if I talk about this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Lax here, but he might punch me afterwards. Well, it's not Lack. There were, there were other, no, it, no. it was not Lack at all. Lack, there was other gentlemen. Johnny, you can talk into the mic, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's watching. But um, there was a lot of politics involved, right? And, and because people want to hold on to their power. And they, they, they put this magical, you know, uh, well, someday you'll get it. Well, you know. And I, I, and that didn't matter, but I was in 2014 or 15. Um, I, uh, we had a, bo- a meeting of the board for the Wednesday night group. Do you remember this? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah Dieter yeah, wasn't yeah. involved and you weren't in it. Um, Mick wasn't either at the time. And so I put in front of the board and said, uh, these guys need to get these ranks. And, uh, I said, and then, of course, there's pushback because same thing. Guys get these fucking egos and they decide, well, they have, they're not, we can't, you know, whatever it is. Well, you have to give that motherfucker an opportunity 
who I believe is talented enough to rise up, right? You were one of them. Mick Thornton was one and Dieter Casey. So I stood up and I pretty much demanded that this happened. (laughs) That's really what happened. I just said, look, you guys are, you're, you're, you're missing the boat on this. And, um, and then it did happen, right? So, and and not that you didn't deserve it, that, but for some reason they want to hold back the rank from you. Like you weren't good enough. You weren't worthy. Uh, you had to jump over a mountain or some shit like that. But that's all in their head. That's their ego. And that's one of the biggest things that happens in this thing is people's egos. You got to remove that ego or you're never going to go anywhere. But so anyway, so um, I'm proud of Dieter. Anyway, Dad, I'm proud of you and uh, and of Mick. And and uh, it's very important you give those people this chance because like a Hawk Hawkheim gave me that chance and a Tim Tacky gave me that chance. You know, when Hawk originally came yeah. up to me, and as we've, we've covered this story, do you want to do a DVD, you know, and, and just like when I asked you about wanting to do the radio show, right? And you're getting nervous. Um, and then you I, just got to do I think it. I'll de- defer to Lack slightly here. So we talked about the word fealty once on the show, which you taught me about. Right. And, um, do you want to say a little bit about that? Yeah. What you want to do, look at this guy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> is that a beard? Yeah, so feel, fealty. <laughs> How you doing? You look smart with the glasses, man. Yeah, does it make me look intelligent? Nah, not really. Take them off. <laughs> for, the, for the viewers, they can have a clue. Superman glasses. Exactly. There you go. All right, Clark. So, what do you got? So, so coming back to the topic uh, in terms of um, you know the, what you've just described, yeah. I I learned of this word called fealty. Would you spell that for me? Fealty, F-I-E-L-T-Y. Fealty, okay. And, and fealty is usually associated with uh, military ranks uh-huh. where somebody that's superior to you holds you down and doesn't hmm. let you rise right. until they rise. Um, and that might not always be the case. And uh, I think martial arts, unfortunately, Oh, it's all over the place. Just suffer from a lot of fealty. Right. And in, in my humble opinion, I'm a firm believer that, you know, a teacher should be a liberator of the student and not not hold on to or shackle a student, whether it's, you know, in the class environment or once they kind of um, qualify uh, to an instructor rank, that they should be allowed to move on and evolve and uh, essentially, you know, if – if a student can put in more as much as or more time than the teacher, then they should evolve right. beyond the teacher. And that should be ultimately the goal of every teacher to, to, uh, f- free all the birds. You right. Know? Uh, so, so fealty, fealty is our suffering, the human condition, unfortunately. The human condition. No, it is. It the, is. The, the, good, the, the good story of, of all this is ultimately, there was a happy ending, and um, <laughs> in Thailand. <laughs> oh shit! You walk into that one. That's funny. Yeah, was, uh, <laughs> oh god! Right. Um, so, so the good, the good thing is that um, you know, I think whatever frustrations I had, at, you know, going back a few years, yeah. that, that was. Tw- 14 now I remember it was Atlantic City is you know I, I've got through them and you ha- as part of your martial arts journey you do have to go through a bit of suffering of course. and earn your stripes right um, 
and you know the, the, the kind of the position and the respect I've got within you know Lax JKD Groove Pat's Groove right. etc cetera, etc. Cetera, I'm very happy with where I'm at and where I'm going and right. that kind of thing. So um, you know yeah. A happy ending. A happy ending. <laughs> I'll give you a story. My partner, Dave, who's a, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, and he's you know, competed all over the world, but he was a brown belt for like ever. And uh, his upline just w- wasn't promoting him. And I, I, you the, the standard is exceptionally high in BJJ. Yeah, but no, it, heard, it, so here's what it is. It's bullshit. Really it's politics is what it is. There's a yeah. huge amount of politics in BJJ. A huge amount of politics. More than I've seen anywhere else. And um, uh, it, it's it's absurd. There are schools that won't fight other schools. They won't work. I mean, there's uh, you know they have these secret like if you train there, you can never train anywhere else. And if you do, you're booted out of the school. I swear to God, it's crazy. At least here, right? So anyway, so Dave was just being like he, he like Dave, why are you not getting promoted? Right? I don't know. I don't know. So here's what I did. I called his upline on the phone, and I said, "What is it going to take for him to get promoted?" He has been a brown belt for X amount of years. He deserves it. Tell me what we need to fucking do. This is exactly what I said. I said, you need yeah. to come in here and work with him. And show. And kids, he, he's doing this, that, and the other. Ah, within three months, he got his black belt. Because they challenged mm-hmm. the guy on it. Because there was no reason other than the guy just didn't want to do it. You know, And, and I, I know other people that has happened to as well. It's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And it happens at all. But I, I find it, by the way, a huge, huge thing in BJ. They do have high standards for doing whatever. But often, there's no real curriculum. There's no A, B, C, and D, what you have to do. It's just, ah, you're ready. I got a purple belt back in, like, 2004 in BJJ, right? Um, and I haven't trained BJJ since. I do catch wrestling and all this stuff, right? But there was all of a sudden, they're like, okay, you're a purple belt. I mean, I, know I got my blue belt and then my purple belt. I'm like, oh, well, what is a purple belt supposed to do? <laughs> you have to just kick a certain amount of ass, I guess, is really what it amounted to. But what my, it was yeah. but there's no curriculum, no ability for me to communicate what I have. So you do actually have a lot of guys who are super talented up there. Matter of fact, they just bought some guy's DVD. Ah, oh, what a waste of fucking money. Um, the guy's a, a talented fighter, but go, holy shit, he can't teach worth anything. It's it's unwatchable, you know. You're going, I just wasted $40 on this shit DVD, <laughs> you know, and the movies aren't even that great. But anyway, but it, but it does happen all, all over, over the place. And, and it's a shame. I try not to do it. I want everybody to get as high as they can, you know. Uh, yeah, I think, I think sometimes it's like people want to show their systems exceptionally hardcore and difficult. So getting a black belt must take you 20, 20 years, years. Which is ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I think I think a lot of systems do th- things based on time served rather than. Uh, I think there needs to be some time served. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then I think I think the main and biggest one is exactly what Lack said, where really it's it's a you're fine with people progressing provided you remain at the top of the pyramid, which right. is you know you, you, you're not a liberator, you're not someone who's trying to um, progress and make your students better than right. you are, which should be the ultimate goal. Like I'll give you an example. Scrap, right? Now, I used to be a better boxer than Scrap. I'm not a better boxer than him anymore. (laughs) You know, I probably, and he knows his sport, tremendous. He's a tremendously educated fighter. You know, I I, I still coach him. I was working with him last night because we got uh, the Junior Olympics coming up. And, uh, but he's a better boxer. If I was to box him, he'd beat me, you know. And he's my student for for years. You know what I'm saying? So I did my job, you know. Um 
I can't help that. What am I going to do? You know, cry about it? I can't be the always the biggest and the baddest, you know? And that's not my job to be. My job is to make you the be the biggest and the baddest, I think. Yeah. You know? And if they and if they supersede your skill, you're an incredible instructor. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, it doesn't mean you look and you'll always pay homage to your instructor and always give them yeah. the respect and the honor that they deserve, you know. But uh but anyway, so um uh, that was good. Wow. I, that wasn't even on my notes. Yeah. All we were saying was Dieter's a great guy and it's, it's turned into a half yeah, Well, he hour. is. Dieter is a great I'm very proud of him. So I hopefully listen. He'll to love him. this part of the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll listen to it time and time again. Beat his, <laughs> beat his meat like he owes him money. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, here's what I wanted to talk about. And I'm sure Johnny Mac has a take on it. Are you sleeping, Johnny? <laughs> He's not even listening. Um, McGregor, you there? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. So what I want to talk about now is McGregor. What the fuck is going on with Conor McGregor? Come on, Johnny Mac, you must have insight. You're Irish. <laughs> well, I was, I was, I was just talking to a friend of mine. Yeah, about 15 minutes ago. Yeah, he's, a, he's, a, he's. A, I won't, I won't mention his name because uh, he's, he, and he, he fought for, uh, he fought for Ireland in, in the Atlantic Olympics. Oh wow, okay. Back in the day, so he's 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 he's, he's a savage fighter. Nice. But I think I think I think poor old Connor has gone a bit. He's he's gone a bit AWOL. God love him. Nobody's actually taught him how to spend the money that he's making. Right. Because he comes from humble. He comes from a humble background. Sure. He's not used to money. But people say because he's not used to money, he's he's gone a bit cocky. But he he was always cocky before. He was always like that before he before he made money. But you know yourself. If you throw fuel in the fire, the fire is going to get bigger, you know. No doubt. And I was talking to Lack the other day about it as well, and we kind of, we kind of think it was a bit of a, a public stunt, a, public, a publicity stunt, but I think it's gone a bit pear shaped, as in. So you think that the U like UFC set it up like the WWE would, you know, like a, an an, like the WWE, the professional wrestling, like they set up an, an ambush or something like. That. You think that was originally set up? And it went hit. hit, hit. I, think, I personally, because I've seen the footage, and I, I, I know when I know when when Irish like when guys in Ireland fight, they're like a pack of dogs. Yeah. And they they were like a pack of dogs attacking that bus. Yes. People would say that was all a setup. They they meant to do what they done that what they done that night. I don't think they went over there in the intention of smashing windows. They went over to probably have a bit of cracking, not crack as in drugs, but they went over to. Not 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 to make it sound as 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 bad as it, to, to look as bad as it was, you know. Right, right. And then I think it just got because a lot a lot of the guys that Connor hangs around with are nasty guys. They are okay. He's, he's, he's hanging around. He's hanging around with the wrong sort of people. They're all in the devil's dandruff, and everybody knows what that is. <laughs> so that's great. When you, when you every, everybody knows what that what that sort of stuff does to you. So sure. I think it went on beyond, and it was just it was just a snowball. It just. I'd say that when he when he was in that courtroom, he was he was he's probably thinking to himself, that's probably cost him thirty five million quid. Oh no doubt, he's, they're going to sue without, the shit without out a shadow of a doubt. And he 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 won't be able to fight now till after the seventh of June, till that hearing in New York. And what they could do, they could quite easily do, they could ban him from entering America. And if they ban him going to America, the UFC won't come to fucking Ireland to fight because it's not in the timeline. They won't make any money on TV rights with with, right. with the TV rights. Yeah. So. I don't know. He's, I think he's a bit. He's a bit, little bit too cocky. He's a little bit too big for his boots. But this me, we've all been there. 
everybody gets a bit cocky sure. and you just have to you, you weigh it out and you, you you have to come back down to your own wavelength until until the dust settles and it happens to everybody it happens to Britney Spears it happens to J- Justin Bieber right these guys they can't they can't handle fame and fortune you know and yeah. the thing about it is well Jim in Ireland he's he's massive in Ireland as, sure. as I said in the last radio show we don't uh, create too many sports people like him yeah, and he's absolutely like he's the baddest man on the planet. Right, everybody knows who he is. Everybody knows who Ireland is, and he's not representing our country the way it should be represented. You know, uh-huh. I know he thinks he's the king of, he's the king of New York, but at the moment he's not. He's not the king of the, he's not the king of New York at the moment. You know, no, or no. Ireland because he's getting slated in Ireland with with the press. Is he absolutely really? Slated. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But listen, it's like a lot of people have followed him all over the world, even including myself. I've been to three or four of his shows. Sure. Spent a lot of money. Flew flew the flag for Ireland with him, and a lot of young people in Ireland respect him. But how can you respect a guy that disrespects people like that and and uses his talent to take the piss? You know. Right. Do, do right. you think that he maybe didn't mean it to go as far as it did? Like, uh, no. you know, we'll, we'll put on a bit of a sh- we'll smash up the bars, um, and no one will get hurt. They did obviously not thinking anyone will get hurt. And it will just be a publicity stunt that will maybe make him a load of money and then he'll get lined up the fight that he wants. I'm telling you, right, I know a lot of celebrities, as you know, Tom, right? You sure do. I've been I've been out with guys, right? They think their shit doesn't smell, no matter where they go. <laughs> I was out one I was out one guy in London, right? He was on prime time prime time television. Yeah. And he fucking threw pint glasses in a club, thinking that nothing would happen to him. Wow. And he fucking and it, it basically it all backfired. Shit like this goes to people's heads. I'm telling you, yeah. he's just he's 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 hanging around with all the wrong people in, in Ireland. So are all these, the wrong, are these... he, like he, he had two airplanes going to going to New York. Yeah, that's he got his airplane. Got another airplane to come with all his friends, and they 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 went to to cause a bit of mayhem. But I just think Connor just went ah fuck it, let's do this, and it's all after backfire. And I think yeah. Dana White's gonna. Dana White's licking his wounds now. I think right. over, the, over the whole thing. Did Connor grow you know, up with these guys? Huh? Did Connor grow up with these guys that he's hanging out? Or is this some uh, like a new, new acquaintance? Maybe, 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 maybe two or three of these guys. Okay, but the rest of them are just all hangers on. Hangers on that he's okay. met that are just bad guys. They're all, they're all, they're all, they're right. all wrongins. Yeah, you know just, that. Like Ireland, Jim is so small. Yeah, you can attract. You can attract a lot of attention in in in, 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 a, in, a, in a very small country, you know. Yeah. But this me, I hope he gets a bit of sense and. Uh, oh, I do too. I'm a fan of his. You know, Mike Tyson back in the day, originally had Custom Auto and he had all these wonderful trainers, and um, and then he got rid of them all, and then all the hanger-ons back from the neighborhood from Brownsville, you know, and that's when his career he stopped training properly. Started acting like crazy and it went downhill, and he lost millions and millions of dollars as a result of that. You know, yeah. But I, th- I think if if the if the USC are clever, they'll 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 they'll, they'll bring him in and they'll say, Connor, look, like there was a, a lot of famous people and um, like famous sports personalities, and because the 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 people behind them weren't looking after them, right. and they just went downhill. Right. So if the, if the UFC is wants the back soon, they should bring him in and say, look, Connor, you need to fucking. You, you need to knock people down. Right. You're, 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 you're not this king who you think you are and, 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 and reel them back in and go, look. And it's up to their best interest to, to, to calm them down because yeah, you gotta have, yeah. they'll, make no, they'll make no money now. Boxing now, the heavyweight division in boxing, as you know yourself, is massive. Right. So the UFC are probably going, 
ooh, we're, we're kind of losing the limelight here. What can we do? But I don't think they were, I don't think Dana White would say, let's go smash a load well, of windows. I don't think so, because he seems to be pretty, yeah, pretty, at least pretty genuine and seemed to be pretty pissed off about it in every single interview I saw. You know, and, yeah. and, and going back, by let me speak about the hanger on. Like, yeah. look, my my fighter. Well, people want to see Connor. Yeah, people want to see Connor fight again. They do. Fucking, it's sixteen months ago since he was in in the octagon. You know, right? So, who's he? Who's he going to fight next? Is he? Able, is he going to be able to fight? Is he going to be allowed back into the USA? Uh, you know, I don't know. Jeez, man, if he if he done that in Australia, he'd never get back into Australia. Right. So, and New York, you New York is a, is a, is a tough old state. Do you know what I mean they 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 as you know yourself they get the license to bring the UFC back in into New York right and then this guy comes over and thinks he's he's running the town you know so I think he's going to get a slap somewhere but I think it's the biggest slap he's going to get is in the pocket <laughs> no no doubt and hey, going back real quick and then we'll move on to another topic is that the hanger ons like for example my guy scrap you know he's an amateur world champion and he's yeah. a big he's a big wig around town everybody loves him yeah. everybody knows yeah. him and. Already, you see the hanger-oners, and they're not always such great kids. You know what I'm saying? So they want to come to the gym and hang out and be – they're punks. Um, and I've yeah. had that conversation with Scrap and uh, and, his, and his dad, and I kick those guys, the other guys out. I don't let them in the gym. And Scrap's got his, head on his, he's got his head on his shoulders, but you can see how that happens because you know, the other friends from the ghetto, and they're just nothing – it's like Crab's trying to get out of a bucket. And as that one crab is climbing over the top, the one crab grabs on him and pulls him back in the bucket. You know, uh, that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of what it's like. And I can see that already. And you have to manage that. And I guess that's kind of my job is to kind of police everybody. <laughs> you know, um, for now, because if, if Connor doesn't have someone really watching his back, giving him real advice, not blowing smoke up his ass, this shit is going to continue. Now, I think, yeah, yeah. I think, you look. I would be shocked if the UFC let us fight again. I get it's a money thing. They may. I, I hear rumors that Dana White's already kind of sort of forgiving yeah. forgiving him a little bit. I don't know. There's also rumor of him fighting Mayweather in the cage with three ounce gloves. Have you heard this? Um, I don't think that's that. Yeah. Who's it with Mayweather? Mayweather. I don't. Yeah. I don't think that's what happened. Yeah, three, three ounce gloves, but it's just boxing rules. It's like two, isn't it? But what's that? Yeah. yeah. If, if Mayweather hits you with a four ounce glove, oh, it's like out. out. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So he's he be he's a bit like Tom, the one punch, <laughs> the one bang. punch. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. That's like funny. Dance around, bang. But if it if it happens, I, I don't know. It, it's 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 all going to be silly. They run the rose. He's going over to over to the wrestling and yeah, and she's terrible at it. She's a terrible actress. You know, you have oh, to be able, you have to be able to perform. Some of my best interviews on the show have been professional wrestlers. These guys are great. They know how to talk. They know how to sell it themselves. Rhonda, I, I don't believe her. You know, I know it's fake and it's showbiz, but I think she's terrible at it. So that just from what I've yeah, seen. She can't, she can't act. She can't sing. She, there's nothing she can do. She's, she can't she's, dance. She's, <laughs> she, 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 I presume she'll make a few quid over, but I won't be fucking looking at it. That's for sure. No, yeah. that's right. That's right. Yeah. You know? Right. So and okay. Well, so, anyway, let's 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 see what happens with Connor. You know? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Hope. Look, I wish the guy well. I hope. Uh, you know, he comes back because he's extraordinarily entertaining. Um, here's a question I have for you guys: What the fuck is with this knife ban in the U uh, uh, UK that they're trying to do? Who's this mayor of London? What's this guy's story? Sadiq Khan is is the is the mayor. Did you I'm vote for him? I'm not- 
No, I, uh, no, I'd, I'd not big into voting. <laughs> so if you just, well, I, I mean, I've seen this guy. And he seems way off the, you know. I don't. It's know. a choice between one. See you next Tuesday and another. So <laughs> it's it, it's that that. <laughs> They are, yeah, it's a uh, nightmare, nightmare. What, what, uh, because the, the, the UK, apparently, not UK, London, you know, has a higher murder rate than New York City. I couldn't believe those statistics when they came again? through. It's re- really, really quite it, shocking. It is. Um, and it's made it's made the news all, all over the world. I, right. I, I, I do wonder, I haven't delved into those statistics, and I do wonder whether they're 100% factually correct, because... You know, I, I even, if it, even if it's close, it's, it's pathetic. Yeah, they, 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 there's things that they have taken a lot of police officers off the street, and that's a big difference between London and New York. Why have they taken them off the street? It was in 20,000 job cuts. So that, that, that's that's one thing. Um, there's been there's some funny rules. like we, We've had a lot of these, which I've mentioned before, the moped crime, which is, you know, uh, young people, 17 to 21 year old sort of kids that they, they nick a, a moped you know one of the small italian style scooters right. take the number plates off um whiz round steal phones out of people's hands um steal other bikes doing that kind of thing and Crazy. the police aren't allowed to knock them off the bikes um they, they because can't. <laughs> that, that would hurt the criminal oh, and we, fuck and and we have interesting things over here as well, where you know, um, if a if a burglar breaks in um, and you uh, harm them, you could get in trouble. Whereas in the US, it's, it's much more like that. Well, you're, like if you're in Texas, you can blow their fucking brain off. <laughs> Brains, yeah, 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 yeah. Which I, I'm I'm all for. <laughs> Me too. I mean, how pathetic can that be? New Jersey has it's called um, what the hell is it called? Right to. Uh, Something to retreat. I forget the exact terminology. Meaning, I have to do everything I can legally not to fight you. I mean, you could be in my face threatening me, and I, you know, but fuck that. I'm going to punch you right in the fucking face. I'll go to court. I don't give a shit. Um, yeah. But yeah. it's other states, you know, it's called stand your ground, you know, where you can, you defend. So it's crazy, and it's really this crazy liberal kind of thing that's going on here where uh, everybody's a victim, you know. You have to just sit there and be assaulted. Like, the fact that you can't defend yourself in your house is the most ridiculous thing on the planet. Who's the, who's the rocket scientist who came up with that one? Um, I think I think that's been in place for years. Um, right. The, 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 you know, we're, we're really, you're in trouble if you do defend yourself in this country. The, the, the law officially is... Um, just get your ass kicked. No, what is it? What's 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 the wording? Uh, basically, allowed to take reasonable steps to you know defend yourself. And who, um, and then, who determines that? Yeah, reasonable force. That's 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 the right word. Um, Which is very yeah, so subjective. Sadiq, Sadiq can't, not a fan, but um, I don't think it's I don't think it's his fault. I, I, I'm surprised London is is being shown in that light, and there, right. there has been acid attacks, stabbings, etc., right. etc. Very, very, very little gun crime, right. uh, um, as you might expect in a country where there's no, very no little guns. guns. Right. But, um, yeah, think things have apparently got worse statistically. Right. But uh, those things are always interesting as well because, you know, statistically people can report crimes that, you know, there could, could be a surge in the reporting of crimes of that course, might not of course. have previously so, been reported. So do you think uh, uh, this knucklehead will be able to pass this where you can't carry a knife? 
No, no, no. He's, he's, he's not, not the right man for the job, really. So, but So you don't think he'll be able to pass this law? Because here, here's what it says. He announced tough crackdown on knives. Sunday, the city reels from a spike in stabbings that have led in the number of homicides that topped in New York for two straight months. He tweeted, no excuses. There's never a reason to carry a knife. Anyone who does will be caught, and they will feel the full force of the law. That's a quote from uh, Sadiq Khan. Um, I think he will be able to prevent people from carrying knives that would be... Okay, so let's assume this. Let's assume he does that, right? And then now there's a rise in, in fork stabbings. Yeah. So what, he's going to ban forks too? Mm. I mean, it's a legitimate uh, question. I can kill you with a fucking fork. He, he probably would. Right. <laughs> the, the only reason I like that, guys, I went to the, the oh. thing I quite like. Remind me to punch you hard when you come over to the U.S. <laughs> when I was in Arizona, I met at like a I was at a convenience store and there was a Pakistani shopkeeper. Yeah, and he was incredibly proud that there was a a, um, a Muslim Pakistani mayor of London. Yeah, no, I'm not. And I'm not challenging that. that. I'm just challenging like his he, views. He, he's a yes man, basically. But we're already very limited in what we, you know, as far as what we can carry. Um, right, particularly particularly bladed items. I carry um, four knives. <laughs> how many forks? One for breakfast. <laughs> I got I got four knives on me right now. <laughs> you never know. That's, What's that? Yeah, really? Yeah. Why? That, that's good. Yeah, that's but, good. Uh, Jim, can I just we we in in, in one of in one of my bars we got we got policemen to drink there every every now yeah. and again. And they they say there's the amount of knife crime that's in London. It's not even in the news. There's lads, young fellas getting shanked. Wow. And they're not getting killed. Yeah. Just getting slit. Right. And it's, and it's not it's not it's not even it's not in the newspapers. It's not because they don't want to make London look uh, it's, bad. It's, it's, yeah. It's no, not, I got gotcha. you. Great place to come. But he says it's un like even around even around my area, which I think is safe. There could be three or four stabbings every night, and right. nobody hears about them. What well, do, do you think? Just because they ban knives, that guys aren't going to carry them. I think if the ban knives are still going to carry them, like you said, like like, yeah. like the, the argument would be in the US. You know, the bad guys will always get hold of, of course, um, weapons. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. But you know, we need your tourist Yankee dollar, so please come and visit London. Yes, and, and bring a knife. <laughs> it's brought to you by Sadiq Khan. London. Yeah, no, no, Sadiq Khan. <laughs> I don't know. Right, right. That's... Anyway, and I just, I just wanted to cover that because I was reading that the other day. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, what more? Because there's a big push. I know there's been a lot of shootings in the U.S., so there's been a lot of push to, you know, to ban guns. Uh, which will never happen. <laughs> they can try all yeah. they want. You know, there was ones that they want to do. Uh, I forget what state it is, but you had to turn in your guns. Well, that will never happen. <laughs> what are you going to go house to house and pull people's guns? At, you know, it ain't going to happen on any level. You know? It's un-American and unacceptable. It is unacceptable. There's a reason we have guns. And it's not to defend ourselves against criminals. It's to defend ourselves against an oppressive government. That's what it's for. I know you can do yeah, I mean, if the King of England turns up in your house tomorrow, I'm going to shoot him. You need to be able to blow him away with your <laughs> AR-15. Right. I will always go back to that argument. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Done, motherfucker. That's funny. That's funny. 
Anyway, well, well, I can't believe we turned into like a political show. What's going on? Yeah, we've gone way, way off the mark. But so. no, we've been all over. That's okay. We're just having a conversation. So, but we never stick to the agenda. We've got to, we've got to try at least try. So, well, what what else? I thought we covered the whole agenda. What else so, did so, you have? So the, the next item on the agenda, and then I'm going to do a quick thing about going into our back catalogue. Okay. Um, for, oh for yeah. Our fans. But the next thing in, on our agenda is. Um, I had the pleasure of attending an event hosted by Lacloy um, uh, almost a month ago now. Um, it was called Marshall Mind Power Talks, and it was... Um, That's based uh, on the book? Uh, it's it very much based on the book. Lac's going to talk about that in a minute. But essentially, um, people talking about martial arts, how they've changed their lives, and it was brilliant. Um, nice. And those videos are starting to appear online, and I wanted... Uh, lack to sort of talk about what he's trying to achieve there um okay. and what the future holds for that initiative right so over to you lack over to you mr Lackloy. all right so so what is martial mind power talks well i think for the longest time i mean i've been involved with martial arts from a very young age and um i think the thing that inspired me and captivated my heart mind body soul was as you'd say is there's there was this magic about the martial arts and um there there was this kind of almost like a nostalgia of martial arts encapsulated in movies you know you look at karate kid and you look at mr miyagi sure, yeah, yeah. um you look at you look at the the mental strength and resilience that um uh, fighters are portrayed uh, cultivating such as like kickboxer and so on and you, there's one movie after another and then you've got the whole bruce lee uh range of movies as well and, and so on yeah and for me i had a very deep connection with martial arts from a very young age and throughout my journey i kind of started to realize that that with the commercialization of martial arts that the philosophical element of martial arts that allows you to apply the martial mindset into everyday life so that you can empower yourself, take responsibility and ownership for your life so that you can cultivate and reveal your truest, highest self is missing, right? And uh, it's a shame. It's a, it's a massive crime. Uh, and, you know, Bruce described it as, you know, two sides of a coin, one side being the physical cultivation element cultivating your your physicality for ready for combat and the other side being cultivating your mind and your your mental resilience so that you can fight through life and help reveal your higher self and then you know beyond that you know you've got you've got your spiritual cultivation as well and uh, ultimately so that you can find your original freedom you'll find your original truth yeah are you you know as in why are you put on this planet and how are you going to serve the rest of the world? Because everybody has a purpose, right? Uh, in their own specific, <laughs> unique way. Bruce called it self-actualization. Um, I call it self-mastery. It's the same thing. Essentially, sure. it's about sharpening your sword, you know, uh, and, and mm -hmm. revealing that. Yeah. And the idea behind these talks is, is to present people that have achieved mastery in their niche through some compelling martial teaching or philosophy that they've embodied and carried through to this level of excellence that they've achieved in life. Uh, and at that way, it shares the philosophical, 
the mental, the spiritual aspects of martial arts and how that's helped them get through something, some pain and suffering, or as I mentioned earlier, the human condition to really reveal their high self and, and, and serve, serve humanity. In the end, in the end, self-mastery leads to raising one's own consciousness yeah. so that they act and present themselves in the highest light possible. When, when people start doing that, then they start spreading that. It becomes contagious. And other people start doing it as well. All of a sudden, the world starts becoming a better place because yeah. people are acting with a congruency and ecology uh, towards themselves, other people, and most importantly, Mother Earth. So there's a massive element of this, which is about honoring the planet. And uh, Martial Mind Power Talks is, is a platform where I invite masters in their field, uh, and some of them are active martial artists, and some of them are, are indirectly active martial artists in the uh-huh. sense that they don't practice martial arts on a daily basis physically, but they do mentally. So they use martial, some martial principle or philosophy that has helped achieve excellence. I mean, one of the, one of the gentlemen that spoke, he was talking about laser-like focus. Uh, which was inspired through um, a martial teaching that he picked up when he was quite young, and how that helped him uh, it helped him achieve uh, and earn his first million while, when he was 21 and become a multimillionaire by the age of 25. Wow! You know, so there's, there's you know there's such compelling and literally that you know that you've got that wow factor in the stories that people are telling right and that, that's it and it's a ted talk style platform twi- a circuit oh, like a ted talk oh that's great yeah yeah exactly but specifically geared at um i call it spreading self-mastery inspired by martial arts that's great that, here's a question awesome. for you so now you, you you've been involved in this you've been really kind of focused on this for how many years now not the martial arts but this mind power I mean, it, that, mind power stuff. You might always sort I, of did at some level, but when did you really start to get the focus on this? I think it probably started. It, well, I should just say it did start when I went through my own uh, process of pain and suffering. Yeah. Um. And and that was the thing that allowed me, or forced me, to go inside to start looking for answers within myself. Right. And only till you start right. doing that, you start realizing that there's a whole process of mechanic behind this until you know when you come out the other end you know uh, bit similar to yourself where you know you're you're currently going through that process of pain and suffering but at the end of that <laughs> yeah. at the end of that if you once you've revealed your life lesson right. and you you completely absorb that you will rise above that and then you'll look back on it and you'll understand that that teaching was given to you for a profound to, towards a profound effect and um, that's that's what people need to realize all pain and suffering is helping people rise and reveal their true true authentic higher self as i call it bruce bruce mentioned the word uh, original truth and uh, that's essentially what it is there's you have your own truth and uh, a lot of people just don't know what it is yet and um, through through this well, we're hoping to inspire and empower people to go find that you know and you're only going to do that by going internally first now do you think and have- most- i'm sorry go ahead. I think you know martial arts as well is is a way of using movement to learn the body first, yeah, and then start learning that actually the, the body has a direct connection to the mind, and once they start realizing that, then it, then automatically 
it starts cultivating the mind. Right. Right. And it's something that has an embedded learning throughout all the physicality of the learning process anyway, which is quite unique. As far as um, where you see this going and um, how, uh, could you tell us a bit about that and, and where people can find information, uh, uh, look this up if they've got, you know, if you pique their interest. So, so firstly, uh, the easiest question to answer there is where, where can they find it is just go to uh, www.marshallmindpower.com mm-hmm. and uh, there's, um, there's a link there for the Marshall Mindpower Talks or you can go to uh, www.marshallmindpower.com forward slash talk, um, uh, talks uh, with an S at the end. Um, uh, the other, to answer the other question, where do I see it going? Well, uh, the only mission I really have is to spread self-mastery and I'd just like people uh, to spread the message of uh, how martial arts can help people cultivate and reveal their higher self as far and wide as possible. Right. Um, this is a complete non-profit initiative. Um, you know, is something that's done from, uh, from my heart and soul as, as a gift uh, to to society, to the community, to the world, yeah. uh, brothers and sisters around the world, um, because of a learning that I um, revealed through my own process, and um, if it helps, if it helps somebody um, uh, alleviate, or reduce, or eliminate their pain and suffering, and uh, cultivate their higher self, then I am doing the purpose. I'm achieving the purpose uh, for which I'm on this planet. So if, if there's like a, a martial artist out there with a story that they feel might be worth sharing on this platform, uh, how would they get in touch with you? So when they go on to uh, uh, com uh, forward slash talks or just martialmindpower.com webpage, go to the talks site and on there they can um, there's a speaker nomination form. Just go to the speaker link and then you can nominate a person to talk. It, it can be you can nominate yourself, or or if somebody knows somebody that should nominate be sharing yourself. their story, then they can <laughs> nominate somebody else. Yeah, I got two. Right? Qu- I got two quick questions, um, because there's two philosophies. Do you think to move to that next level that you have to suffer? Yes, everybody does. Wow, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And whatever does. level of suffering that is, and why is that? I, I know what I think, but no one cares about what I think. <laughs> so, so can you repeat that question again? What, what, um, why, do you have to why do you have to suffer? So there's two ways in which you can reveal who you are. The first way is through inspiration. Now, you could be having, I mean, you, 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 you've probably come across uh, people that are interested in learning martial arts and you're on their doorstep, but they don't make the effort to do that. Right. Um, because it's too convenient, they take you for granted, right? Right. Um, and you, you know, you might have crossed paths, you might have inspired them, but they really haven't. They've got, you know, Bruce said, you know, knowing, knowing is not enough. One must apply. Willing is not enough. One must do. Right. You know, they've got, they've got all of that. They've got the knowing. They've got the application. They've got the will, but they don't go uh, and actually action the thing that they need to do. Um, so, so it. The process drags out, and life has got a wonderful way of saying, "Okay, well, we're trying to inspire you, all right? So, fuck you. We're gonna give you throw some pain your way because mm-hmm. that way you've got no choice. 
Right. And then you have to go and dig. You have to go inside. And so this is what we are. We're trying to teach. I've got two kids and I try and teach them, look, learn through inspiration. Learn through inspiration. You know, try, you, know you don't have to go to a point of suffering um, later on in life. You've got the environment now where, you know, you can, you can cultivate who you are right. and you can start moving into that space and and being who you really are because later on in life why do you want to why do you want to endure suffering right Right? so everybody's got their own process and uh in reality you know there is no right or wrong um by what happens to you there's it's not good or bad it's just everything's happening with divine perfection it's meant to be that way because that's what's going to help you understand that uh key thing is taking the lesson from it is really looking for the answers within that the life lessons, and then acting on them, mm. right? So you need to look for the insights. But we're going to talk anyway. Yeah, right. And, here's uh, you know you know who C.S. Lewis is. The writer, right? Yeah, he's a writer. He, I, I believe he wrote the Chronicles of Narnia, and he had an interesting quote. Now, yes, that's right. I've got it right. I'm not a big reader, so I know, I know. <laughs> Comic books, um, lots of ones with pictures, right? So here's an interesting yeah. quote from him. Says God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks in our conscience, but shouts in our pains. Thought that was pretty powerful. Nice. Yeah. So he's an interesting guy. Now there's a guy named. Well, there's two things. David Goggins, who's I'm a big fan of, and he talks about you must suffer. He goes, you must suffer to get to that next level or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully I go to that next level after the bullshit I just went through. But then there's a guy named Alan Watts. Have you heard of Alan Watts? Yep. Yep. And, and fantastic, he, fantastic Zen philosopher. Oh, great dude. Um, but he taught. And he, there's speeches if you go on YouTube and stuff. And he says that you don't have to suffer. Yeah, maybe like you said, inspiration, or whatever. So it's interesting takes on things. And I, I guess it's different for everybody. I think some of us have to go through hell to get to that next level because suffering and pain is a big fucking motivator. You know, I know Tony mm-hmm. Robbins talks about there's just we do th- two, two, there's two things reasons we do things. One is for pain, and one is for pleasure, and those are the two driving forces. You know, and uh, yeah, uh, you know, but, but I think suffering is far more powerful of a motivator than inspiration. You know, you you decide I don't want to ever go through that again, or as a result of this happening to me, I am never going to allow that to happen. I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that. You know. But anyway, it was a really yeah. interesting thing, uh, conversation. Yeah. On that. And, and, and just to add to that, um, you know, uh, pain, pain and suffering creates fear. And uh, Bruce had a quote where he said, fear is the beginning of really seeing. Ooh, I never heard that. Where the hell did you write that? Yep. I missed that one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was a, Bru- I thought I was a, Bru- a Jikundo master. Apparently not. So, so I wonder now, when we go back months ago and we did the Zen test, I wonder if I if I moved up the ladder where Alana is or I'm batshit crazy now. <laughs> did I lose my almost Zenness, Or is it just a temporary fix? I don't, we'll have to take the test again and see what happens. Hey, guys, we're going to have to wrap it up here soon. Um, we have, Jim, I've got, one, I've got one last section that I wanted to do. Oh, okay, let's do it. Up. Let's do it. Um, so what I want to do is encourage our listeners – to um, explore the back catalogue of episodes that we've got. Okay. So, um, we've got we've got a lot of great stuff there. Some some of our listeners might have joined us recently, so right. I just wanted to finish with a round table of asking you guys 
who what was your favorite episode so far and um uh who would be your dream guest so I'll are you asking you me or who are you asking that's right i'm asking you oh well i don't know there's like four of us here um i you know it's hard to say um really quite honestly uh i've got i lo- i've liked all the shows i don't know if there's a favorite one i um um, probably the ones about me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> the ones that were all about me. The world revolves around my big chrome dome. Um, um, I don't know. I really enjoyed uh, the Johnny Mac show. I, I'm not kissing you guys' ass, and I really enjoyed the Lack show. I think those are my two favorite shows. Um, there were, okay. jo- Johnny Mac was extraordinarily entertaining. It was a very engaging, easy conversation. The conversation with with Lack and and doing the Zen test and stuff and the philosophy is great. Those honestly, and not because they're there, you know, fuck them. I don't care. It's just <laughs> those are, I think, my two favorites. It does sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound like I'm kissing ass. I think it was. No, but I really don't. Honestly, God, I really okay, think they're my I, two I, favorite shows. But I've really enjoyed all the shows. I think um, we've found a little bit of magic here. I think the show flows really well. Um, I have not been disappointed with a single show. I think they're engaging like yeah. this show. I don't even know what we title this show. I think we just call it like uh, a show about everything, <laughs> you know. And and your your dream guest would be who, Jim? Probably David Goggins. I just find that guy yeah, fascinating. That's oh, I, I think the guy's yeah. a fascinating guy. Um, I, I've heard everything he probably said. So our, 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 and I think we should reach out to him because he did say that he will if he's available, he'll do anybody's podcast. Even ours. Yeah. So I think he's so passionate. Yeah, Yeah. he really is. And and, and he's really motivational. I listen to him every day. Um, One of the things, going back to like rituals and stuff, one of the things I got away from was like a morning ritual, my morning meditation, my morning uh, positive energy where I I would put on a tape like that as I'm cleaning the gym or something like that, you know, and and just listen to it. I blast it as loud as it could go. And, 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 uh, you know, a little bit of yoga and stuff like that. And you get away from those daily rituals too. And you just start, ah. You know, it's like someone who's sick and they stopped, they stopped taking their medication because they're feeling better. Yeah. Well, they're feeling better because they were taking their medication. And then you stop taking the medication and then you go back to being crazy, you know. So I really know th- yeah. those are really two of my favorite shows. I got a lot of positive feedback from them. So. OK, so, so for, for me, David Goggins as well. So, so that kills that one yeah. off easily. Yeah. And then I, 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 I really got a lot out of the Mike Gillette ad. Um, oh, Gillette episode. was great. You know, I had to take I, away from him. I, yeah. I learned a lot there. Right. Um, and then uh, the Johnny Mac one was a personal favorite from a comedy. Oh, it was a um, fucking hysterical show. Comedy episode. Speaking so, of which, you, so you Johnny, guys, I've just I've just got one thing to, one thing to say. There's four of us here in this conversation. Yes, I think we should be called the Smack Pack. The Smack Pack. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Now, you guys, being that you've been uh, in Thailand, I didn't want to ask a question. Uh, you didn't end up naked uh, running around showing your willies in, in downtown or nothing like that, right? You don't know what I'm talking about, do you? Well, we missed that bit. Was that, was no, that when that Johnny bit? got naked and was fighting in the streets years ago, I was asking if that happened on this trip. We, we, re- we revisited the scene of the crime. I saw um, the video. Yeah, yeah, we were t- taking our lives into our own hands. We were also there very drunk, so... Oh, uh, no! But definitely tempting fate. Right. I had, I had Tom's, Tom's guns with him, as in his, his biceps. His guns. No, 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 guns. Nothing. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing happened. Nothing yeah. happened. Yeah. Well, good Johnny, thing. Favorite, favorite episode, Dream Guest? Uh, uh, 
Uh, we'll come back to you. Lack. 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 <laughs> lack. Uh, favorite episode. I think it's unfair to pick a favorite one personally. Um, I think there's value to be taken up each and every show. Um, so, and I've done that. Um, and I tend to listen to the to the podcasts when I'm working out, and it's just it's just brilliant. So have a laugh. Uh, the show's you guys, good. Having your banter. Yeah, and uh, I think it's so great. I don't. I can't. It's. I think it's unfair to pick a personal I agree. favorite. Everyone's. Everyone's got. It, yeah, it's like yeah, the Johnny Mac show was the funniest in my opinion. Mike Gillette show was really informative, right. uh, and I really enjoyed that uh, as as I did with listening to the other shows as well. So uh, I'm not going to pick one specific out. Each I think each one adds uh, unique value in its own right. 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 Uh, in terms of what's the other question? Dream, dream guest. Dream guest. Um, so are you allowed to pick a dead person? Sure. Which It'd be yeah, tough to book them, but we can do it. <laughs> I'll try and get it arranged. <laughs> yeah, you need a clairvoyant or whatever you call it. Yeah. Right. Um, I'd say it'd be it would be interesting if Bruce was alive, what he would have to say about right. uh, on his martial journey. You know who I'd like uh, to have interviewed too is, it was um, is Bob Bremer. Yeah. And I and I got to spend uh, some a lot of time with Bob. Not as much as Dennis and those guys, obviously, but Bob was a fascinating guy. Uh, yeah. Full of stories. Um, so you know, I wish Bob was still around to talk to. He he was he was fun, you know. Uh, but anyway, that was yeah. side note there. But I hear you, Bruce would be great. I mean, who knows? He might be. You know, you wondered sometimes, yeah. like, was it better off that he died young? You know, because he could have fucked up everything later on. Would it be still the legend? You know, you never know, right? Yeah, exactly. you might have went batshit exactly. crazy and fucked up everything. But hey, man, we got to wrap this up, guys. Well, you got to finish off with Johnny Mac, though. His favorite yes. dream guest, favorite episode. Uh, every episode, because Jim McCann is on it. There you yeah. go. That is a good answer. Jim. You're a brilliant yes, man. I, Jim, can I say something to you? Can of I course. Say to you? Tomorrow is another day. It is. Be good. I shall be. Be good or be good. Savage. All Love right, man. We're back on track. Jim's doing good. Uh, me, Jim, and the gym, Jim. And uh, and uh, um, next week, are we? Are, uh, you want me to book somebody, or what do you want to do? Uh, yeah, you could do because I'm over here. Yeah. You, okay, you, I'll take care book. of it. I'll do that. Yeah, I'll yeah. take care. We'll hopefully we'll find somebody halfway interesting. Um, all right. Too busy looking on the beach. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, all right, guys. You've been listening to Primal Radio. You can hear us Saturday nights, 9 p.m. UK time, 9 o'clock USA time on HamiltonRadio.net. We're on Spreaker, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Sonos, YouTube, SoundCloud, Amazon, Alexa. Hey, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you go back, as Tom asked, listen to the old episodes. Like them. Share them. That's important to keep us going out there. Okay, guys? All right, everybody. Peace out. You have been listening to Primal Radio in association with Primal Gym and Primal Promotions. Primal Radio is available on all good podcast venues. To help us grow, please subscribe, like it, share it, and leave us a great review.